0: Hey, good morning, Tim. I appreciate you having me on.
1: Uh, two things before we get going here. Uh, first of all, tell me about the Braves. What? What? How late were you up the other night, and then what was your next day like? Uh, dealing with the Braves and winning that World Series.
0: Well, I mean, we stayed up to the end of it, and, and what was so neat about it, it was you. You know, I had I had my laptop in my hand, so I'm watching Virginia results. I'm watching New Jersey results, <laughs> and I'm watching the Braves on the big screen. So it. Uh, you know, it's it's hard just to turn and flip the switch off, which I'm I'm sure you're aware of, and just. Then all of a sudden you go to sleep and you get back up at 5 o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You mentioned Virginia especially, and those two things, as you say, going on simultaneously. And big wins uh, for the Braves, obviously, and for Republicans uh, winning not only the governor's race there in Virginia. Lieutenant Governor, Attorney General, and I think they're grabbing their state legislature, a majority in the state legislature in Virginia as well. Republicans winning elsewhere the elections of Tuesday. What does this tell us? What does it tell you?
0: Tim, it's just uh, more verification of what we've been saying out there on the campaign trail now for four or five months. You know, I've, I've told folks I've had the opportunity to speak in other states besides Georgia as far back as March. And there is a red wave. There is a movement out there of people clamoring to get rid of what has been crammed down our throats just in the past eight to nine months since this administration took office. And this is just the tip of it. This is, this, the, the wave is still yet to hit, so I'm excited.
1: Uh, what issues you think are driving this? In Virginia, it seems to have been education specifically, if I think probably a tipping point, as you say, many other issues as well. But it seemed to be education uh, primarily that, that swung that thing in Virginia. That tells me that it's, the, the Democrats have finally touched a rail they shouldn't have touched that third rail. It turns out parents are concerned about their children and don't consider them to be wards of the state.
0: Well, that's a lot of it. You know, I know we talk a lot about how uh, the government has been very proactive in getting a lot of your thought process on to just what the government wants you to have you to think. But it's it's in general, it's a government interference. You know, be it with our kids, be it with uh, all of this spending that's creating inflation, that uh, you're seeing food prices go up, you're seeing gas prices go up. To be it just whether it's just interference in, in, in business in general, to where you have the result of what you've got sitting off the coast of California.
1: And to some extent off the coast of Georgia brings us to this, and this is what we were talking about at our candidates forum. I wanted to elaborate on this morning. You, again, as as some of you grew up in the trucking business, now you own the trucking company down there, and, and you deal with this at a ground zero level. Tell us what you're seeing. And what you said and what I've heard you say is that this didn't start two months ago. This has been going on for decades.
0: Oh, it has. It's been going on for decades, you know, whether it be whether it be the fact that they have interfered with our emissions on our trucks, whether it be the fact that they keep messing around with our hours of service. And thank the good Lord that the Trump administration was very proactive on our hours of service and helped straighten a little bit of that out with our with our drivers, whether it be the fact that we have no tort reform, and you have a media out there and a, and, a, and a trial lawyer association that continuously just beats on truck drivers and makes us look like the bad guy all the time. You know, you can stack all of that up, and over a course of 20, 30 years that I've been in this, it's just a struggle.
1: Uh, Mike Collins, candidate for Congress and uh, runs a trucking company. Okay, well, to say it started, I don't know, 20 years ago is is to also say this isn't Joe Biden's fault. This isn't President Biden's fault. And many people are pointing a finger of blame in his direction. What do you say about the way he has, even if he didn't cause the problem, the way he may have been handling it?
0: Well, that's easy right there. They they, all they do is play identity politics when you people put Pete Buttigieg, as transportation secretary, and the guy has no clue about anything about transportation. Then he takes off to go on maternity, on leave for two months in the middle of a crisis. That shows you his leadership ability. Sometimes when you're a leader, you got to sacrifice. He should have seen this. I saw this coming in August. We have been out there preaching that your cheap Chinese stuff is just not going to make it for Christmas. It's not coming because of the way China has decided to shut down their ports. If they have one case of COVID, they shut it down for 10 days. And they've done that, not with just the world's third largest port, but with a number of ports. And it's not like Domino's. You don't pizza. You don't order the ship, and then 30 minutes later, it shows up in L.A. They had weeks to work on this, and they didn't.
1: So let's 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 talk about possible solutions here or paths forward here. Uh, it, it's one thing to get the ships into port as they're sitting off the ports, mostly in California, to some extent off the coast of Georgia. Okay, you get the ships into the port, you get the ships offloaded. That's only the first link in the chain, right? I mean, at some point you get it on the truck, and you got to find somebody to drive the truck, somebody to unload the truck, somebody to load and stock the store shelves. I mean, we we talk about a supply chain. There are a lot of links. in in that chain.
0: That's right. It's just like a bicycle chain. So when China took the link out of the chain, the chain just all bundled up, just bunched up. It's going to happen. They could have been proactive. And if nothing else, if it were me, that's a deep water port over there for mega ships. I would have offloaded those ships and put them on smaller ships and run them up the coast to other ports. But the, pro- the other problem you have in California, I do not even go to California. We don't have regular, we don't have rights to go into California because they decide that their regulations, the federal regs weren't good enough. They upped it. So there's additional regulations in the what, state of what, California. What kind of regulations? Are
1: we talking about emissions here? What kind of regulations?
0: Yeah, Id- idling regulations. Um, suppose you go to the port in California and, and you're shut down. You had to sit there for eight to 10 hours. Well, they have idle regulations. Now, you've got to shut that truck down, period. They also went in and instituted where you couldn't have a truck that was over 10 years old. It's just it, non-common. It, they make no sense. And so most people, I can make a living. I can make a good living without going to California. So I, we don't.
1: Mike Collins, again, running that trucking company. And, and, and how many states do you uh, service, for lack of a better word? How many states do you run the trucks into? Mm-hmm.
0: We run in uh, just north of 40, 40, 40 states. Uh, when, when I grew the business, we were in around 30, 35 states. And then our two sons have actually been running our day-to-day operations for about two years now. So they've, they've got a little bit different view on it. So they've stretched it out a little bit. But uh,
1: What are the issues, what are the challenges in finding people to drive the trucks? And why is that suddenly something we're hearing about, this truck driver shortage?
0: Because during COVID, the average age of the truck driver has been increasing over the years uh, because we have a 21-year-old minimum age to go interstate commerce. So if you take someone in high school, that means that they effectively have to hang out for three years to even get in a truck. Now, most companies, including mine, even though we're north of 100 trucks, you have to have two years' experience because of insurance, and insurance is due to back to that tort reform and – trial lawyer's problem, before they can give in, even get in one of our trucks. That puts them at 23, so you're at a disadvantage there. But during COVID, the truck-driving schools were shut down. So you have a gap of at least a, a year in there where the truck-driving schools weren't even open for new people, 21-year-olds, to get into mm-hmm. the business. So you've got approximately another year before we could even look at these these new people coming into the industry before we could even hire them.
1: Mike Collins, uh, in addition to running that trucking company, running for Congress, quickly and in closing, talk about that. Uh, note that you ran uh, in 2014, got into a runoff with Jody Heiss, who eventually won, and now the seat opens again. What what have you learned? What would you learn from that one? About a minute left here. What would you learn from that one, that race that you apply to this one?
0: Well, I learned that... that- Maybe we were just a little bit ahead of our time. I think people understand and they're looking for outsiders more today now than ever. You know, I was a first-time candidate, so it was a little bit more difficult to get my name out. Uh, Congress on the ice had already run once before, and we came awful close to winning that race. But I really believe that Donald Trump put out there the mold of the person that, that you want to see this day and time, a good conservative outsider There's never been elected anything in a business person. And that's the message that we're taking. And, Tim, it has been incredible how it has resonated uh, throughout the 10th District.
1: And he's on the campaign trail this morning uh, en route to, what do you say, Loganville, a a meeting uh, with a civic club there, uh, just part of the life of a congressional candidate. Best of luck out there. The campaign website is MikeCollinsGA.com, MikeCollinsGA.com, MikeCollins, candidate for Congress. Thanks for your time and insights this morning.
0: Thank you, Tim. Enjoy it.